You know, every year around this time, people always say, oh, what a year it's been. What a year what it's a been. Year. And usually when they say that, there's at least a hint of positivity in their voice. Uh, not the case. We say like, what a year. Like, we can't wait for this year to be over, which is sad because this year was actually, supposed, I'm going to be selfish here. This year was supposed to be a really good year for us. This is our first full year together as a morning show team. We started November of 2019 as a morning show together, The Morning Drive with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. And it was only by March, everything had shut down. So doing my math, five months into this show, um, and I'll be real with you, like because we would look at ratings and stuff, and our ratings were going up, like people were feeling it. And then all of a sudden, nobody drove to work anymore. Yep. Like, it really sucks. <laughs> yep. Well, we just had so many plans and dreams and oh hopes. No, we really did, though. We had so many things we wanted to do. And I was really excited, you know, to be a staff member with Hot Country Nights and just some of the big things that we do and all the concerts. I mean, Q104 is very active with concerts and just being out, you know, with the people. And I was really looking forward to a lot of these things. And then it all got derailed. I was looking forward. One of my things I, I just couldn't wait to do uh, when we first announced was like that first summer of hot country nights and our first big national artist would come in and I would just, I would get to, I was going to introduce you and just hand you the microphone and let you introduce that first big artist and be like, Hey, let's welcome in. And like, man, power and light. When we're doing a regular hot country nights, it's like seventy five hundred people strong. Mm. It is asses to elbows. Yeah, I know and it's, it's crazy, and it is, and it's every summer, all summer long, no matter who's there, and I and I love it. This just, is gonna ugh. sound really nerdy, but okay. like, I was really excited about some of my outfits. <laughs> <laughs> You know, especially because we were supposed to go broadcast from Las Vegas. Yes. We were supposed to go, I can't remember now, ACMs or CMAs. I got a mixed ACMs. up. ACMs. And we were supposed to broadcast out, out in Vegas. And I know you had gotten a suit. I went shopping and got all these great outfits. And I was just so excited. That sounds really nerdy, but women understand me on this. Like, I'm just really excited to no, 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 listen. wear some of that stuff. Men understand too, because. I did. I bought a brand new suit for this award show, and I'm telling you, it was great. You remember, I texted you. I texted you two suits. I tried two on, and I said, Jenny, which one do I need for for Vegas? And you're like, that one. Yes. And we we had we had you and Mrs. Keller agreed on the suit, and I was like, well, that's it. That's then the it's one. sold. Uh, I don't need anything else on that. And uh, to this day, I still haven't worn that suit publicly, and it's just sitting there, and it looks so good. And I think it means a lot to us to dress up because we never get to. I mean, we look like we're going to bed when we get here every day because we pretty much rolled out of bed and came to work every day. So let me tell you how seriously we take our loungewear here in this building. Um, So for the last two days, I have worn like real blue jeans into the radio station, and today. I am finally wearing athleisure wear. I'm like Under Armour, head to toe. And I had to come in, and the first thing I did was I apologized to you, Jenny. Which I appreciated, by the way. I had to apologize for wearing jeans for two days in a row, and she asked me, and what were you thinking? And the honest to God's truth was, I was so overdue on doing laundry that all my athleisure wear was dirty. Like, like where I'd worn it all twice. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. all right, you can't go three times. <laughs> no. You need to wash it. And I'm just like, like, usually when I do my laundry, and, and it... it I don't know if we're weird like this. Well, we know we're M- weird. Mrs. Keller and I each do our own laundry, and I ask it to be that way because I don't, I don't like the way she folds. Truly, it. we should do it that way in my house because my husband always puts something in the dryer that doesn't belong in the dryer. Yeah, I don't, and I don't want her touching my <sighs> stuff because I have like 
these, uh, you know, athleisure. I have these nice golf shirts that honestly, like when they go in the dryer, they need to go on a certain. We actually have an active wear setting on the dryer, mm. but she doesn't put it on active wear mode. And I'm like, you can't because it's going to then it's going to shrivel up like the, the logos on it. You don't want it. You want it to look clean. I actually think you're really smart to do it that way. I don't know why we don't have that agreement in our house. Like, hey, you do your laundry. I'll do mine. I mean, it'd be easier for everyone anyway. Like, look. And, yeah, and, and she's offered. Mrs. She's like, I, she's like, I feel like, like I'm, am I being a good wife here? And I'm like, yeah, I just you you fold. And, and the way she folds jeans drives me crazy, to be honest with you. She folds them half and half, to, and I'm like, that's they're too. That makes the stack too tall. And I, I fold them half and half, I know, so they're I like fold, a little like you take the front half to the to the leg and then the leg up to the top or yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, 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 no. I fold my jeans. I, 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 you know, you fold them long ways once, like you do, and then I fold them in thirds. So they're so when oh. you stack them, they're not as tall. Huh. And there's, they still don't take up a whole, really a whole lot of room, but they're not as tall, so you can stack more. Uh, gene, and I just, I think, I don't know, I like the way it looks better. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, you do you, but I, I think that um, it's sad because I've, I've actually gotten to where I'm. Tired of wearing athleisure wear. Whoa! <laughs> Ooh, I can't believe the words just came out of my mouth, but I'm serious. Like I'm just bored with it. I'm ready to dr- I really want to go somewhere like dress up. I was looking at all these cute outfits for New Year's Eve and then I'm thinking who am I kidding? Where are we going for New Year's Eve? I told you as, as we're recording this we only have a couple days before we take our uh, our Christmas leave and I'm telling you I think for our last show and especially now we're going to be on location I, I, I think we dress to the nines. I'll wear my suit to the car dealership. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't get up at four in the morning and put on fancy clothes. I just can't do it. Why? I don't want to wear anything but athleisure wear to work. It's just... You know, if we got up at a normal time, like normal people, I would definitely want to put more effort in at this stage of the game. But just, no, not with those hours. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Now, what are you going to wear Friday? Because we have to be, Mm. we're going to be in a public place. It's going to be jeans and boots, which is not difficult. Right. Um, But probably a sweatshirt or a sweater. You know, something easy. It's not going to be. But I'm talking about, like, I would love to wear, I have this really cute shirt that has, like, um sequins on it it's not that sounds like i'm super fancy but it's not you kind of dress it down you wear it with like a pair of black jeans you know oh, but it's yes. like a it's like a silver sequin shirt and you of wear course. black jeans and i just love it it's a very cute outfit and i only got to wear it one time and i was really looking forward to wearing that to something that we were going to do right. you know as a team anyway it's but just been kind of depressing now and i'm sure you you i know you like shopping target but you could look at it this way from a financial standpoint you still have all new outfits to wear in 2021 because you never bust them out in 2020. Save a little money and you still have all these new outfits that no one's seen yet. You know what's funny though about this year is that you would think because we haven't really gone anywhere or done anything, you think that we would just be saving buckets of money and that's not the case. I feel more broke right now than maybe ever, and I don't really know why. I, well, I do know why. It's food online. delivery. Well, it's <laughs> on, and it's food and it's also online shopping because I found myself buying things that I absolutely don't need because of Instagram ads or just, you know, Amazon, whatever. And it's like, I need to stop. And because of that, your kids are going to have a heck of a Christmas. Sure are. Can't wait for that. Well, I won't say what, I don't know if they listen to the podcast. I don't know if they do either. Yes. Well, I won't say what you bought the other day. That is absolutely hilarious. And absolutely unnecessary. Of course. Of course. But it's, but it's Chris, it's COVID Christmas. So let's, let's spoil ourselves. Um, I did want to take this podcast though. Cause we were thinking about, this is going to be our last podcast of 2020. Um, I was curious 
to think back on some of the positive memories? Because, of course, there are some. You know, you and I have developed a, a wonderful friendship, and we do have some kind of crazy, kind of silly memories. Not as many as we should, if I'm being honest. But Well, it came to an abrupt halt. But, I mean, we did have yeah. January. We had February. We had a little bit of March. Yeah. That's about it. Let's. I want to start in January of 2020, because the, this is the last big concert I remember going to. It was at the then-named Sprint Center, now the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Right. And George Strait came to town. Yes, he did. Do you, all, you all forget this. In 2020, we went to a George Strait concert. It was awesome. I remember. Two because, nights, I believe. Yeah, he was here two, uh, two nights. But I had my mom, Barb, came out from St. Louis because she's a George fan. Her birthday's in January. So I said, Mom, come on out. We're going to George. And she's like, holy cow, let's go. It was a great Christmas, or I'm sorry, great birthday present for her. We got to see George Dre. He played his song, The uh, the Weight of the Badge, if you know that one, about, you know, nod to the officers. And uh, I saw my mom cry. She cried at the song, at the George Dre show. And I'm just like, yeah, because, you know, you get somebody a gift and it's a concert and they cry at the concert. Yeah. Right in the feels. I'm just... I was so pumped about it. But one of my favorite stories is you were supposed to be sitting next to us at the concert. But I was. The, the Matthewses disappeared. So I have seen George before. And don't get me wrong. One of the most talented country artists of all time. I mean, I love George Strait. I truly do. But I feel like once you've seen George once, you've, you've seen George. It's, it's a simple show. He doesn't, as he shouldn't, do a lot of uh, costume changes or moving right. around the stage. I mean, one doesn't really expect that from George Strait. And he doesn't. It's a, it's a, I don't want to say it's boring because it is what it is. It's just once you've seen George Strait, I feel like you've seen George Strait. You know who I feel that way about? And actually, it is a very vivid, incredible, wild show. The Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I've not seen Trans-Siberian, and I've always wanted to go to that. I, I, The first time you see it, you'll be blown away. You'll be like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I saw all them, the lights. Yeah, and, uh... I saw them when I was 13 years old in St. Louis. It was literally the day after Christmas, the 26th, and it was awesome. Hmm. And then not too long ago, like two, three years ago, I got to see him again in Kansas City, and I was shocked at how underwhelmed by it, by it I was. So you it do was, think it's because you saw him once and then that was it? Yeah, you knew exactly what to. It, it was very. It was very. It, it it was an incredible light show and musically was incredible, but it was also very predictable. See, I and, think that's where I am with George Strait. It's, it's just the same thing, and, and no disrespect. Like I have to be clear on that, but it's just I had seen him, I had been there, I had done that, and when I found out too that George didn't take the stage till oh, nine. 9.15, actually. He went on at 9.15. Okay. Well, let's be real here in that I am totally in my jammies, very snuggled on my couch, maybe even in my bed in in a deep slumber by 9, 9.30 every night. That just seemed really late to me. And I know. Funny, you know what's funny, though? I discovered about you this week on the show, which I was very excited to hear someone else say because I thought I was getting old and weird, is that you say you don't really like to go out after dark. I've gotten to where I don't really like to do that either. It feels like something bad's going to happen. And so I think that too. It was dark. It was cold. I needed to be at home. George was doing his thing and I needed to be at home. I kind of get it. I will say that was one of the, (laughs) that was one of the most, I wasn't, I wasn't mad, but I wasn't, I wasn't like disappointed, but I was like, I I was a little upset. Were you mad at me? I was upset. Why? Because I was like, like, come on, man, this is our first big concert as a team and you, you need to be Mm. there. And I understood, I understood. I wasn't mad. I understood but I was still upset about oh, it. Oh boy, I'm sorry you were disappointed. That's we would have no, we, I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed. We had a lot upset. of concerts that we were supposed to go to. We would have had a lot of fun because there. I right. wanted to every other show that was coming. I was totally down with. But it was just George. Uh, I had been there. I had done that. And I don't know. And 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 you know what? That's a good point you brought about it being winter. So mm-hmm. you know, January the sun is setting at maybe five thirty. 
tops. Right. So I can I can see that. But like when Kenny comes here in the summertime and the sun doesn't oh, set see, till nine totally o'clock. That's totally different. That's yeah. a whole different vibe. That's, Kenny at Arrowhead. If I'm, you see, you've seen Kenny, but you haven't seen Kenny at Arrowhead. Mm-mm. I saw him in an amphitheater, but not mm. nothing, you know, nothing like Arrowhead. So I'm totally excited and hope that that show is able to happen this year. I that's where I am though. You know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, let's just put 2020 behind us and move forward. And I'm all about it. But mm. I feel like if we're being realistic, 2021 is. It's not going to look terribly different. So here's where I'm going to need you to stay out. Because I think 2020, 2020, 2021 is going to look different. I hope so. Because the vaccine's out now. We're seeing nurses here in Kansas City start to get the first doses. Mm-hmm. Incredible stuff. And that's whether you want to get vaccinated or not. Just the fact that it's here is a big step towards getting back to normal. Let's not... Re- Mask up right now, but let's not get used to wearing masks. Masks are not normal. And I drives me insane. Granger Smith tweeted this. And I appreciated let's, it. Let's not get used to the these people saying that this is the new normal. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I don't want bull. this to be the new normal. It's not the new normal. It's a temporary step we have to take to ensure that as many people survive as possible. And I'm, I respect that. I'm happy to, happy to take that step temporarily. Mm-hmm. But it's not normal. No, Wearing masks is not normal. And I can't wait to get to a point where we don't have to wear them anymore. And here's Jenny, here's where I'm going to need you to like be ready to go all night. All right. Hopefully, we can be back to normal by April. Because Kane Brown's supposed to be here. At the yeah, I know. Center. I was really, he was supposed to be here on my birthday last year, this past year. But now it's going to be more of a my birthday thing because it's April 23rd, which is eight days after my birthday. So I'm going to need you to be ready to go all night on that one. I'm going to be, I think like, that's the thing. Like, I think everyone is going to be so excited. Those first, especially those first couple of concerts. Mm-hmm. Oof, I think everyone's going to be so, so ready. But I love you and your positivity, but I don't know if I think April's happening. April's I happening. I don't think April's that. happening because I said so. But here's the thing with the vaccine. You've got to assume that enough people are going to get it, and then it's got to, you know, I mean, this thing has done some damage, so we've got a right. lot to clean up and a lot to, to wait for, so I think it's going to be a little while. And then obviously, I know that, I, and I know you're already down for this, but I just want to get this publicly on record so I can use yeah. it against you if sure. I need to. Um, yeah, the Saturday of Memorial Day weekend is when Kenny comes oh, to yeah. Arrowhead. Oh gosh, I can't wait for that. Again, I've seen him, but not in that setting. And I'm and here's the thing: it. I've seen Kenny at Arrowhead three times. It doesn't matter. You, it's always just like chills, like and, and it's the same songs, but it's like yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Nope. It's, Kenny, you can see, see over and over again. That's what's funny. So George Strait, I'm like seen him once. It's done. It's whatever. But I think it's because Kenny, you know. Kenny's Kenny, and he moves around, and he's the life of the party, and it's just, it's a whole vibe. It's so fun. Oh! And he runs around all over the I, yes. I can't wait. Those are the two big ones. I want Kane to happen, and I want it to be at full capacity, um, I safely. I, I don't know if I ever shared the Kenny story on the podcast. I think I did on the air. Stop me if I did. But um, where we had, I was on a country station years ago in the early 2000s, and we had gone backstage at the Kenny show where I saw him at the amphitheater. And we saw him backstage, and I have a picture somewhere. I should put it up. But it's he's wearing khaki pants and a red like polo shirt, no hat, nothing. He looked like he worked at Target. Seriously, he looked just. <laughs> like, and in fact, if he walked around out in public like that, I don't even think he'd get recognized. And seriously, five ten minutes later, we're in our seats. I'm watching the stage, and here he comes, and he's got the hat. It was like he put baby oil all over himself. He, he was all that. greased up. He, no, he does that. Yeah. He was tan, and the shirt, you know, sleeves were cut off, and the the jeans. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, he transformed into a megastar right before my eyes. It's Boom. pretty cool. Yeah, and he's the best. Yeah, man. he's awesome.
Those are the two. Those are the two I really need to be ready for. Hopefully, Kane. And then I guess if I do a third one, uh, our radio station presents Yallapalooza every year at the Providence Medical Center Amphitheater in beautiful Bonner Springs, Kansas. Uh, and the arguably the biggest rock star outside of Luke Combs in 2020 has been Morgan Wallen, and he's headlining that. And that's September 2nd, 2021. That'll be outdoors. It'll be September. Look. I'm committing to that. Like, there's no way that that one doesn't happen. I'll tell you, um, the only good thing about having to wait for Yallapalooza that entire year, it's given me more time to enjoy Morgan Wallen's music and to get to like him even more and to know his songs a little better. So I think I'm even a little more excited for that show now because it's always fun when you know the words and whatever. I would like him to not get a haircut between now and then. Probably he's not going to anyway. Uh, no, he, he, will. he keeps it very maintained. Did you see it on SNL? I did. It was very maintained and conditioned and straight it wasn't nappy at all like you expect Mm -hmm, a mullet to be look i love his music but his hair i don't get it i know it's a thing women love it the ladies are loving that mullet i'm not down with that in fact my husband's trying to grow his hair out right now not into a mullet status but he's just he's just trying to grow it out he's got a thick head of hair and it's just too much you know speaking of your husband i've decided that we're going to incorporate him into the show more often we need to and, and here's why yeah we called we did it we did a topic on the air this morning where we talked about it was, it was a great question for guys guys when you bought an engagement ring where did you hide it and how long did you hide it and it's great because i have such a, an awesome story about it. i had a when i bought my ring I walked into the apartment and Katie was not supposed to be home, but she was. And, you know, we're still at this point not even engaged. The relationship is very new. So when you walk in the front door, of course, you give her a hug every time you come home. Of course big, you do. Good, big, tight hug. And I'm like, oh, shit, because I've got this ring that she squeezes up on me. She's going to feel it in that, you know, that front hoodie pocket, which is where I had it. Oh, yeah. And no. I was like, uh oh. So I was going to like, oh, I'll just put it in the back pocket, like my, my, my butt jean pocket. Well, no, because, mm-hmm. you know, again, we're fresh. So sometimes she likes to Grab squeeze the booty. the booty. Right. She can't be feeling on that. Mm-mm. So I don't know why, because it was August. But for some reason, it was a cool day and I had a hoodie on. Thank God, because I took the ring and literally reached behind the back of my head and dropped the, the ring oh my in, the, in my hood of the hoodie that I was wearing. And then when I went to hug her, I made sure that I kind of went, because, you know, like one person goes over the top and one person goes yes. low. So I made sure to go over the top Way and I wrapped her around the shoulders. And she, sure enough, wrapped me around the waist on the hug. And then I, and then I was like, I got to pee. I'll be right back. And then I peed and then I really quick went and hid the ring. So it was all Question. good. If she had busted you in that moment and found it unexpectedly, would you have just dropped to one knee? And I know it would have been disappointing because that's not how you anticipated proposing, but would you have just gone with it? I guess you would have had to have. I don't think I would have. What would you have said? This is for my other girlfriend? Nope. I think I would have said, you never saw this. Not yet. Oh. That would have been been torture for her because she is a surprise ruiner. Yeah. Oh, those are good memories. Those are good times. I, I can't wait. Uh, so, so yeah, concerts are looking forward to. But I just remember that in January, like it's our start to 2020, and we had no idea and the Chiefs were about to win the Super Bowl. We didn't know that yet. And I just remember that George Strait show, and then you took off, and I'm like, I'm Jenny, sorry, I just want to party with you. Well, I know, I know. And this is where, well, we've been friends long enough now where you know, like, you're also going to have to get used to me. Like, I want to be invited, but I'm not always going to come. Like, right. not always in the mood, you know? Yeah. And, so. I, and I'm learning. I was only two months into knowing you. Oh, so, I know. No, so. we're, we're deep into our relationship now. But, yeah. but it, it God, is. God, you uh, pissed me off. I know. I know. But you're just going to, I don't know the older I get. Like, I, and sometimes I'm, I am down for the party. Yes. Let me be there for all of it and then sometimes i just want to be on my couch no nope. here's and here's what i've learned actually i know 
how to party with you now. Mm -hmm. What I have to do is say, Jenny, I've got some mix. <laughs> Mick Ultra. I'm coming up to your house. Yeah. And I'm wearing sweatpants. Yep. That's that's how I know. Hey, Jenny, I'm gonna. And by the way, it's gonna be Jenny. What do you say? We come up. We have some drinks. We have some dinner. And we start at like 3 p.m. And we're out of your house by 8 p.m. And then it's done. And it's that's, done. That's how Plans. I, I'll get you. That, then you're in. Then you're yeah. like, let's party. Let's rage. I'll Absolutely. Get, you'll drink three Michelob Ultras and be stumbling around like a fool. You'll have 25 yinglings and it'll be all good. Hey, look, that was that was fun. So we did that once. We came up to, I went up to Jenny's house because <laughs> I wanted to find, and Matthew grilled and it was awesome. I'm trying to remember what month this was. This was like. It was summertime. Yeah, summer. It was summertime. And uh, we came up to the house. We hang out outside. And uh, you guys met the wheel cool, the my cooler on rollerblade wheels, which is the coolest cooler ever. It, ver it really is. And I was very excited because my dad had just come for a visit and he brought with him uh, some Yingling beer. And Yingling beer, if you know, you know. It's the best beer in the world, but you can't get it everywhere in the United States, including here in Kansas City. If we want to get it here, the closest you can get it is Arkansas. It's, it's in like the east and part of the south of the country. My dad lives in Pensacola and they have it in Florida. And dad brought me up three cases. And so I had Yingling, and I was so excited. And I think I had like eight at your house. And I you think were just, you did. You were blown away at how I just threw eight Yinglings down. Because if I had eight of anything, I would be going to the emergency room because <laughs> I would be dead. Like, I'm just amazed at what people can tolerate and what they can't. That was a fun night, though. Yeah, because then you decided to take a, a ride on my kid's um, trampoline. And you did some flips, and I was pretty impressed with your abilities. Hey, hey, I did the front flip. Yeah. And landed on the feet. Yeah, you did. Uh, it wasn't one of those like three quarters flips where no. you go land on your back. No, this is a full on front flip, land on your feet. I, I was like just buzz enough where I was like, tonight's the time I try a backflip for the first time. Oh. And then I went, no, I better. That's where I dropped the, I draw the line. Drew the line on that. Am I drunk right now? Uh, yeah, that's where I drew the line. No, no backflips. Okay. I don't even like my kids doing. Oh, they make me so nervous on that thing. That's just because you're a worry wart. I am a worry wart. That's for sure. Look, so, look so, you know, injuries teach lessons. So just let them hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I can't, I can't because I think of some of the dumb things I did as a kid. I mean, some things that I just think, how did I live? I remember one time. Oh, my gosh. My mom listens to this. She is going to have a heart attack when I tell this story. But wait, 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 wait. Does she not know this? No. To this day? No. So she's about to find out something. Yeah. I can just see her leaning towards her speakers right now. She's leaning in. and she, Mom, you're not, just know that I'm here. I'm alive. And I can't believe I did this. Yes, let's go. I <laughs> was living in South Florida. And I hadn't been there for very long. And so my roommate and I had you know met this group of friends. And we were all headed to Miami. We lived in West Palm. We were headed to Miami for a concert. So it's about a 45-minute drive. So we decided to drive. We're driving down the highway. And if you've ever driven on the highways in Florida, nope. it, it's insanity. People Ooh. drive twice the speed limit it's cr road rage i mean it's it's a very crazy place to drive it's either twice the speed limit or half the speed limit with some of those yep, florida drivers you're absolutely right oh my gosh and i feel very scared for the people going half the speed limit because they are getting you know anyway so we're driving down the highway and the the group of people we were with that were in the car next to us and so we're we're parallel to each other we're going down the highway and we decided to pass some things back and forth from car to car. I'm going to tell you that it was alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> going down I-95? Going about 75, 80 miles an hour down the highway, <laughs> passing alcoholic beverages through the windows. I mean, I, I cringe when I think of that, and it's so vivid in my mind. And no one got hurt, thank God. But do you realize, like, I could have lost a limb. I could have 
blown out the window completely. How far out of the car? Like, because for me, I'm just picturing you're sticking arms out oh, the window. No. Waist you, up. Waist out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's out awesome. the window. Yeah. Like, who even am I? You guys are idiots. Hey, total idiots. But I think of stuff like that. Or the time my neighbor, this is when I still lived at home, and my time my neighbor had a Mustang and he was like, hey, you want to take you for a ride? Sure, I do. Don't even know yet. Absolutely, I want to go for a ride in your fast Mustang. And he drove like 100 miles an hour with Baby Got Back was on the radio. It's all I remember. No seatbelt. And I didn't die. See, What's wrong with me? I don't, see, but, but you know what? Risk taking can also be rewarding. You have to think about that. I think the way you met your husband was a bit risky. Yeah. He emailed and asked if I was single. And then we met for a blind date. I mean, I do think like in hindsight, that's. Especially for me and for him. Like, we're not, that's really not who we are. So it's kind of funny that that's how we met. Oh, he knew it. He's like, that's, that's my lady right there. Did you ever do anything really dumb though that you think back on and you're like, I can't believe I didn't die. We should do this on the actual radio one day and have people I'd call have to, in. I'd have to think about it because I've been actually thinking about it as you were telling your story and like, yes, but I can't really think. I know I did something, but it's not coming to mind. You'd right remember now. if it was something like that because that is so vivid in my memory. I can picture myself leaning out the window and just, and then grabbing a glass bottle. That makes sense Good for you. What's wrong with me? Well, Jenny, badass over here. Oh my god, my mom is. She's fanning herself right now. She's I'm like, proud I of can't. You. Let me know when Willie texts you about that, by the way. <laughs> I will. I will. Like, I'm dying to know <laughs> well, what her reaction thing, is. I didn't know that she listened to the podcast. I just didn't. I didn't think about it. And I should have known because she's truly been my number one fan since day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God bless her. I just pick, I picture her doing one of two things. Either she's sitting there like cross-armed, the stern face, looking at her speaker going, Jennifer! <laughs> or, you know, you're all adults now. You're an adult and she's like, hey, that a girl. That's Ugh. awesome. Well, I hope she, she texts you and goes, hey, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure she did her fair share, too. So, oh, That's what, on the next podcast when we get back. I want a story. I want I want your mom to text you like a, a crazy <laughs> thing she did when, when she was growing up. My dad hopped trains. Okay, that makes my heart race. Are you serious? Isn't that insane? Now, this is like in the, let's see, my dad was born in 57. So, I mean, my dad was like 60, 70. He hopped, tra- he hopped a train from St. Louis to Chicago one afternoon because he didn't want to go to school. And now I'm thinking the mom perspective of that. Like if I can't find my kid and then I find out my kid hopped a train to and went Chicago. to a different city. No, like I can't with Which, that. by the way, the, the geographical distance, by the way, 350 miles. Wow. That sounds out of a movie. Seriously, that's like something out of a movie. Yeah, and he just did it. My, my dad was was wild, though. My, crazy. He, he had a, yeah, he had a craziness growing up. But that's the crazy thing about being a parent now and then watching my kids and thinking like they are going to do really dumb things. And... I just can just pray and hope <laughs> that they don't get hurt. You're gonna it's you're terrifying. gonna you're gonna wanna go back to the days of the Facebook memory you showed me yesterday when the craziest thing your daughter did was take all of her newly cleaned, folded clothes out of her dresser and throw it all in one big pile on the floor. <laughs> she was like two, three years old. I was like, What are you doing? Ah, oh, parenting is fun. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you, you say so. Every day you tell me a story, and I'm like, yeah, maybe we'll wait another five years before we have kids. Maybe I'll see Katie a horse, and it'll be fine. It's an adventure. I think the scariest thing about parenting is that truly, you... My mom had said this to me when I was pregnant. She said, you know, it's your... When you have a baby, it's it's your heart walking around outside of your body. Like, it's really that intense. And I didn't quite understand what she meant until I had kids. And I'm and when I watched them, and I, and I am raising them, and I'm like... 
It really is. It's my absolute my heart just walking around. There you it know, is. You have a thing because your kids are eight and ten now, mm-hmm. but you have a you have an infatuation with newborns and, and infants. Mm, and I the, do. Even like the cooing that a baby makes, mm. which is why I think one of the things that has stuck with me most throughout 2020 is your constant peer pressure on Katie and I to have children. Yeah, I mean, I'm not playing around when I say that. And I, what I'm offering you here is free childcare, free weekends. You guys want to go away for the weekend? Give me that baby. Absolutely. See, I think you're I think you're tricking us though. I'm not. No, no, no. Here here's why. Because you say, hey, you can have a brand new kid, but and if you want to go away for the weekend, go away for the weekend. Mm -hmm. But I think you know all good and well that once we have a kid, because I know everyone I I, I know as well as I can know without being a parent that once you have a kid, the there's the switch that flips and your life changes and all of a sudden you feel a love that you've never felt before. Like, I totally. fully believe that. I can't explain it because I don't, it hasn't happened to me yet. But that's accurate. But I, I understand that it will happen. So you say, oh, give me the kid and go away for a weekend, knowing darn well that we're not going to want to. Mm-mm, we're going to want to be there with our kid. This is the thing, though. You will. like you'll, And it'll be really hard for you to take that first trip and to be like, okay, but we really need this. But you do really need that. I'm such a, I'm so good at preaching this advice, but bad at following it. Well, 20, <laughs> but 2020 happened, and to be fair, like we, nobody's going anywhere. So um, Speak for yourself. But man, a trip away, uh, even just, I mean, I swear just a date night. It's like without kids. It's just, I mean, it means everything. And especially when they're babies and they're toddlers, because they're just so incredibly needy during that phase. Now, you know, it's kind of weird. Now my kids are eight and 10. They can actually stay home. You know, if I'm, if we're going to a restaurant that was literally up the street, I would let them stay at the house. Um, so we have a little more freedom. And then it's weird because I get sad about it. And I'm like, oh, they don't need me as much. Don't you want to hang out with me? No. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? No. I, you just do a couple of years from now, Jules is going to be like, Mom, will you just drop me off at the mall? Because I don't want to be seen at the mall with my mom. I don't know. They don't go to the mall anyway. They just go to their rooms and have to hop on their iPad and FaceTime. They don't even, uh, they just, they still want you gone. But I remember wanting to pretend like I didn't have parents. And so I would just like have my dad drop me off a mile away yeah. so no one could see, <laughs> you know, that I had a parent, which is just funny because we all had parents. But um, yeah. I don't you know, know what? I, to the, I'll give mom and Barb some credit because mom was was really cool about that. She under, she'd lay the ground rules and she'd say, but I get it. You don't want to be seen with your mom. Like, I I get it. It's all good. So I'm going to drop you. You guys have fun, but you need to be out here by nine o'clock. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, well, man, me and, me and my best friend Willie, I'll, I don't know why this just sticks in my head, but man, we did. I remember the first time we went to the mall by ourselves and like we walked in. You know, by the arcade and the food court. <laughs> I can visualize. And we're just like looking around like we're licking our lips like we're some sort of players. And we're not, we're like, <laughs> all the honeys at the yeah, mall. Yeah, all, all them 12-year-old girls we'd be talking to. And we just, we looked at each other and both of us were like, meh. Can't believe we're at the mall by ourselves, yes, dog. Yes. Let's go. Like we were down. We're so amped up about it. I remember that too. And it is so cool. Like each step of freedom that you get along the way. You know, going to the movies, being dropped off at the movies, and you know, you're allowed to go and your parents aren't there. I don't know. It is it's such a cool thing and it's a cool time. I remember do you remember the very first place you drove by yourself after you got your driver's license? You get your driver's license, you go home. Yes. The first place you drove. I do. I was with my friend Kim and we went to a McDonald's, but we couldn't go to the McDonald's that was like a second from my house. No. no. I had to go to the one that was like 10 miles away. And I remember immediately I was driving in the wrong lane, um, just making some serious driving errors. But I specifically remember running over the curb at the McDonald's. Smooth. 10 miles away. We, uh, you? I actually, the first place I went, and look, you wouldn't believe me that I was this responsible. The first place I went by myself was to Target. Get out of here. For a job application. Hey, look at you. Because I was like, hey, look, I got to put gas in this thing. 
so I got to get a job so I can put gas in it. Did you get the job? Oh, they didn't hire me at Target. You uh, think at this point in our relationship, I would have told you by now that I worked at a Target? I know. What am I thinking? I would have known that. No, I, I would get have a asked job. you every question under the yeah. sun about your experience behind the scenes I'd at my get, favorite place. Get my job at the Schnooks grocery store, man. That's where I worked. I worked at the grocery store. It was <laughs> awesome. I uh, yeah, I never asked my mom for gas money. I was always able to put my own gas in my tank, and I was always pretty proud of that. Yeah, too. we talked about that. I, I liked working. I liked having my own money. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm weirded out by kids that don't want their driver's license now. I know. I don't understand that. My nieces are like that. Not into it. And I, I think it's a FaceTime it. thing. Like, because now you can you can still hang with all your friends through your phone, but. I guess, and I guess we couldn't as teenagers. So I do think that. And sometimes I think like that might be kind of cool because, you know, I would like to keep my kids locked up in my house forever in a bubble so they never have to get hurt or leave. Um, but I picture that that could actually be the way for an extended period of time. Because you're right. Like when they ha- when they want to do is come home, get on their iPads and they all I don't even know what they're doing. They're playing games and they're all on and they're FaceTiming and they're in these group chats and whatever. And that's their socialization. And you're right. There are no malls anymore, really. So what? What is that hangout going to be? I don't know, man. And I tell you what, there's something that I don't even care how old this makes me sound. I, I realize now that I've transitioned into an old man, but there are just tasks that we had to do as teenagers that teenagers don't have to do anymore that build character. And I'm telling you, the number one thing you do is having to call a girl's house. Yes. Call a girl's house and her dad answers the phone. Right. And you have to say, is, 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 you know, is so-and-so there? And he'll be like, who in the hell is this? I know. Man, that was... That was scary, and then, and then I had to hurry up. Uh, like I remember, my very first girlfriend, I would I would have an idea when she was gonna call, and I'd be real near the phone, but we, I'd have to hurry up and look at that caller ID. We just gotten call. Like caller ID just became a thing, and it wasn't even on the phone. It was like the separate box next to the phone yeah. that had the name and number on it. So I'd be right there, and if that phone rang once. I'd jump up. I'd look. Yep, it's her. Pick it up on one ring. Mm-hmm. Mom, get off the phone. I remember we had. Uh, so my brother's room was on the right. My sister's room was on the left, and then the phone was like right there on the wall in between the two rooms. And my room was way down the other end of the house. And so my sister could get a call and she could take the cord. It was one of those very, we thought we were very cool because we had a very long, this was before yeah, cordless phones. Long she very cord, long yeah. cord. She could take it in her room and would reach her bed. She could sit on her bed and talk to her friends. Same with my brother. Well, me, my room was at the other end of the house. So I had to stand in the hall <laughs> while everybody was listening to my conversations. It was mortifying. I remember I got a, I did get a corded phone in my room though. That was big. It was like a blue phone, and oh, it yeah. was like it was see through, like the oh, plastic was see through phone. Yeah, the, the, you see all the gizmos and gadgets. Yeah, I thought and, it was very cool. And it had caller ID built into the back of it. That was <laughs> that was pretty cool. You'd be on the phone with a girl all night. Oh my god! Oh my gosh, I totally remember doing that, Patrick Moriarty. If you're listening, we we talked on the phone for like eight hours about I don't even know what. Yep. I yep. think we started dating and broke up all in that same conversation. Fair enough. Yeah. That's all good. Now, I'm oh, telling you, man, save some conversation for in-person, be it on the phone or face-to-face, because there is something, there is a, you, you lose the excitement of a first date when you learn everything via text message. Yeah. Like, that one night of texting is really exciting, but then you see each other for the first time, and there's nothing to talk about. Right. You gotta, you gotta save some of it for in-person. Oh, you really for sure. do. Absolutely. Like, I'm gonna teach my kids that, and then they're not gonna listen. I know they're not. I know, they're not. I'm scared to death that I'm gonna teach, I'm gonna, like, teach my kids all the right things about, like, not smoking. But you know why I never smoked? Because my mom smoked, and I thought it stunk. Yep. And so, I almost want to, when my kids are little to have the memory to I want to bring them around smokers mm-hmm. so it's so they because for me they gave me all the health lessons in health class I didn't care I just didn't want to because one I thought it looked dumb and two it stunk mm-hmm. and they, and and by the way 
why did they do this to you in school? They'd be like, you're going to get pressured. You're going to get pressured. They're like, oh, they're going to ask you to smoke a cigarette. And then if you say no, they're going to be like, why are you not cool? Right. That never, never happened. That is like that. bullshit. That it, never happened. It doesn't happen they'll, like that. They'll, they'll ask you, do you want one? You're like, no, I'm good. And they're like, okay, cool. Yes. Especially with the, as expensive as they are now. Your friends at school ain't handing out cigarettes to try to get you addicted. Yeah, I totally agree. And honestly, I don't know. I feel like smoking, I hope, is... Not as prevalent with younger people nowadays anyway. I do feel, I feel like in general, it's kind of a dying thing. Yeah, and hopefully it is. And, and so Because really, my kids are completely, of course they're 8 and 10, but they're completely grossed out by it. And yeah. they don't see it that often. And when they do, they're like, wow, that really smells. I mean, no judgment. If you're a smoker and you listen, like, I get it. You're probably addicted and that happens. I get it. But it's not great. And I hope you can quit. Because it's bad for your health. <laughs> I, I, I am shocked. Like, I'm trying to think about it now. I don't even think I know anybody younger than me that smokes cigarettes i don't either i'm like i'm trying to think I don't know anybody who smokes uh, well that's not true i have a radio friend who, who actually posted on social media he's trying to quit his goal is to quit by february i think mm-hmm. he's given himself a little time to no. and i hope he can do it but he's been smoking since he was 15 years old and he's in his 40s right i ah, understand i mean that's yeah. an addiction that's a lifetime some, we've got some co-workers here who take a lot of smoke breaks and I uh I got a buddy of mine in Columbia. I th- I don't know if he still smokes or not. I'm like, I just man, I just, that's one thing I just never understood. I'm grateful I never understood. I mean, I've tried it. I I wouldn't say I was ever a smoker, but right. like when I drank, I would you know I thought I guess I thought it was cool. Sure, I, I understand. Yeah. you know what? Never ever had one. Ever. I've never put a cigarette to my lips in my life because I've just I've never wanted to. I was never worried about. You're not but, missing anything. I know. I and I'm just I'm I'm very grateful that my brain was wired that way. Right? Yeah. I'm just like. You know, it's funny, though, my mom smoked, too, a lot, and she would even, <laughs> now she's listening and she's mortified because I'm about to tell you that she would, like, smoke in the car with the windows up. <laughs> We're in the back seat breathing in all the cancer. What a terrible mom. Jeez. No, I'm kidding. Great. But it was just, it was a kind of a time thing. I remember that she smoked and she could smoke at her office, and I would go in, I mean, to a very nice office, and mm-hmm. she would be smoking at her desk. I mean, it was just acceptable, and it was just a thing. You see these movies that reenact the old school, and people are smoking on airplanes. Oh, yeah. Which means people could bring a fire-starting device, a lighter on the plane and then just smoke like I feel like everybody smoked back in the day though, because you had to well and then they made it sexy and they made it seem like it was the cool yeah. thing to do I mean whatever it's evolved but I think the good thing is the the message there is that I think it's a dying thing I, I don't feel like young people are as into it I, I, I hope not, but now they vape and that is just the lamest stuff I've ever seen yeah but I think that's even worse for you from what I understand it is and so you look like an I don't get it. I see people driving on the highway and I see the vape smoke come out of their car and I'm like, you're a douchebag. Sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. I think, I think. look, there's things I do that are douchey. I'm not going to lie. But I'm sorry. Vaping is very douchey. I'm just going to call it out. Like That's just but my you opinion. you do you, boo. Hey, if you want to be a douchebag, you be a douchebag. Again, I do douchey things too. I don't really get, this is my podcast. You don't like it, get your own. I don't care. Maybe it's, we should go hard. now. I really do. Hey. Have a Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Here's to a better 2021. Because Lord knows it couldn't get any worse.